This is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Good morning, everybody, and thanks for joining us on Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm Matt Allen, your host, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday to help you navigate ownership of your car, whatever that may be. Maybe there's some maintenance and repairs that need to be done, a a breakdown, or we're having a debate over how often you should really be doing an oil change. I hear some different stories out there, and there's... There's a lot to be talked about. There's probably multiple right answers on that. But whatever it is that's going on with your car, again, we're here to help you every Saturday and give up some topics and try to help you have a better repair experience when you're going into a shop, help you find a shop if you need one, and just help you overall do a better job and be in your comfort zone when when having to deal with a shop or get car repairs done. So that being said, if you've got any questions about your car, anything you want to talk about, doesn't matter what I'm talking about. The show's for you. So any questions you have, any topic you have, any ideas, just give us a call at 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. And if you like to text, you can do that at 411 923. And I really try to answer all those. I'll type back maybe, or I might just read your text out loud and uh, use that as conversation on the show. So either way, you can do either one. You can call in or you can text. So had a great show last weekend. We had Frank in. Frank brought up a couple points during one of our conversations that we have a chance we might get to this or it's another show. We had a, a lady call in 35,000 miles on her car and, and um, maybe she was recently divorced or separated or something like that. And she indicated that her ex had always taken care of the car. And she never really had any experience that. And what should she do? And we talked about part of that is having a relationship with the shop. And Frank made a good point. So, well, what's the relationship? You know, we come in and we do business. We trade dollars for service. That's some level of relationship. But if we want to build a relationship where you're comfortable and you know, hey, that's my guy. So that relationship comes up from asking questions, engaging with the shop. But at the same time, I think the shop has the responsibility, as we do at my shops. We want to go out of our way to make you feel comfortable. We want to encourage you to ask questions. We love to do show and tell. Uh, we, if you're at the shop, we want to take you out and show you. We want you to understand what you're buying from us and what, what services you're getting so we can show you in person. We can show you with our digital inspections if you're not at the shop. And then with that, we always want you to ask questions because if someone gives you an estimate for a repair, a lot of guys want to be the cheapest guy. They want to really focus in on the least expensive repair, but they actually might be shortchanging it to some degree. You know, and I talk with my guys in the shop about this. Do we want to fix the customer's problem or do we want to take care of the system that is having the problem? Example, coolant leak. We can fix the water pump, replace it. We can fix the hose. But if the car's got 80,000 miles on it, would it be prudent in that repair since we're servicing the system? We're heading into summer. Maybe the car's got 80, 90, 100,000 miles, whatever it is. I'm of the opinion we're going to open that system up. Not only do we want to fix the problem, but we want to do some proactive measures. Is now a good time to replace the thermostat as a proactive measure? It might be. might not be. Should we do a cooling system service, get it all flushed out, maybe use some chemicals that come with some extra warranty coverage potentially? Um, do we want to replace the radiator cap? You know, if your radiator cap's seven or eight years old, doesn't owe you anything, having a sealed system is very important. So those are the kind of things that we're going to talk about, and you can have be in your comfort zone talking about if you have that relationship. One of the things that won't happen to you is a relate, if you have that relationship is a couple examples that I'm going to give you. A lot of times we'll get people calling the shops and they say, hey, I need a price on X. You know, Dave, who used to do the show with me, used to always say, you know, you got to be careful calling around asking for a transmission because if you don't need one and you call to get a price, you very well may end up with a transmission. In my case, I had a customer call me an import car specialist this week, and she had a very specific problem. She said, I need to get an estimate to have the motor mounts replaced on my Audi A3 Quattro or whatever the car was. And, of course, my first remark is, well, that's an odd question to ask. 
I'm going to assume that somebody, that your car is maybe in a shop right now or somebody told you that you need engine mounts. A lot of people call and say, I need tires. I got a flat tire. I have a leak. But to come up with something like that, that's not something that somebody would normally be asking unless they had outside influence. So then the conversation, I said, well, tell me more. Why do you need engine mounts? Well, my car was running rough today and, um, my car was running rough today, and I talked to some people at the office, and they said it's the motor mounts. And I said, okay, tell me more. Well, I was driving to work, and I came to the stoplight, and my car was just very, very rough at the stoplight. There was no check engine light on or anything like that. We learned through our, quote, interrogation process um, or, or asking questions to get information. Remember, information is king. Knowledge is king. So we find this out, and I said, well, Okay, so then you shut the key off and restarted the car, and it ran smooth again. She's, yes, that's what she had told me. That she, in fact, did that. I said, okay, well, that's not the engine mounts. Engine mounts don't go from bad to good by cycling the key. So I said, why don't you bring it in? We do a, always do a complimentary basic inspection, and we'll test drive the car for you. So I call my no-wrench inspection. Well, sure enough, we cannot duplicate the problem with the car. Car runs great. Does it need motor mounts? Well, we could look at the motor mounts. They are grounded out a little bit and, you know, kind of deadened. They don't have their cushion anymore. But that's not the problem with her car. So let's just make up a number. I think those motor mounts, let's call it a 1000 bucks, just for the sake of argument. So she could have come in. If she would have gone to another shop, potentially, I'm not saying I'm the greatest one out there, but I think we're pretty darn good making sure you get what you need. If she called the shop and said, I want to price the motor mounts, and they just gave her a really good price, and maybe she called two or three places, and that was the cheapest motor mount, she might again gone there. And guess what? That shop would have probably just put the motor mounts on. Did she need them? Well, probably. We can justify it, but that's not what's going to fix her car. Uh, very similar... Very similar uh, deal. We had a customer with a Nissan. She went to one shop. They gave her a whole list of repairs that needed to be done for her specific problem, but it was too much. So then she went to shop B, said, I need a price for what shop A said. Shop B did all the work for $1,000 less, didn't fix her problem. So what do we do? So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, before we get to the phones, we're going to talk about what you do to avoid going and having that happen to you. There's a way to communicate your needs. So we're going to do that. We've got open lines at 602-277-5827 and text at 411-923. We'll finish up this conversation and take some calls in just a minute. What's the best used car to buy? And how should I make sure I'm buying the right car or truck? Hi, this is Lee Weatherby from Accurate Automotive. I get this question all the time, and sometimes the best used car you can buy is the one you're driving. But when it's not, or you're looking for new, gently used vehicle for yourself or a loved one, make sure you get a vehicle inspection before you fork over your hard-earned cash. Let us do a thorough inspection so you can be confident you made the right choice. Give us a call or schedule an appointment online at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com. Accurate Automotive. Friends serving friends. If your garage has become a breeding ground for bugs and pests, it's time to call A1 Garage for a service. Hi, Tommy Mello here. Replacing the bottom rubber on your garage door can have a huge impact on the number of bugs you see in your garage and in your home. As the weather starts to warm up, keep those creepy crawlers outside by calling A1 Garage for a service today. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests. A1 Garage for a service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. It's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. That's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Montag blieben, glauben, glauben. 
if you got something to say, all you got to do is give us a call. 602-277-5827. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy. And, you know, before the break, we were talking about building a relationship. When you go to the repair shop, what do you need? Calling around asking for prices. I gave some examples of the, the woman with the Audi asking for motor mounts. Ultimately, that wasn't her problem. Um, yeah, she needs them. Maybe, kinda, we could justify it, but she came in for a very specific problem that she had, a symptom, I should say, but she came in asking for a repair that sometimes is that problem. The car can run rough and bad motor mounts, but bad motor mounts aren't intermittent. They're going to be bad all the time. And she had a case where it was rough, then not rough. Did she need the mounts? Yes. Was that going to take care of her problem? No. Carrie, you had a question. I remember once you guys told me that seven out of ten times when a customer says, my car has this problem, has, is doing this incorrectly, you guys find out that that's not the issue at all. Well, oftentimes that, that's right. It, it's not the issue. And, and my point with her was, yes, she needed mounts, and she asked for mounts. She might have got the mounts if she went to a different shop, and then she might disappoint it, or she might be mad at them unjustly, maybe, because they just put the mounts on. It didn't solve her problem. Same thing with the woman with the Nissan. Another shop checked it out, gave her a price that was too high, so she went to another shop, didn't tell her the problems, didn't tell them the problems, just said, give me a quote. They were less. She had them do the work, but the car still has the same problem. So she's kind of mad at them, and I get it, but she they. She did what they did what they, she asked them to do. So I guess after all this, we got to get to the phones here in a second. But the point is that I'm making is when you go to the shop, come in and tell us what problems you're having. Try and let us know when it's happening, how often it happens, what the circumstances are. Now, if you think it's got bad motor mounts or a bad transmission or a bad spark plug, you know, keep that to yourself. I'm not saying withhold information from us. But keep it to yourself so you're not going to influence what we think or, or whatever. And then when we call to tell you what's happening with the car, that's your opportunity to start asking questions. Say, well, you know, I, somebody told me it might be the engine mounts, but you're telling me it's the fuel injector. Why is that? And then we can explain that. And those are the kind of things that we want to encourage you to ask and talk about. And that's going to save you money in the long run. It's going to help you build that relationship and, and be in your comfort zone when you go to your car guy. You're not wondering and freaking out what to do. You're calm when the car breaks down. No problem. I got my guy, and I'm going to call him. So that's what we're hoping to accomplish here. So we've got Juan, Michael, Cindy, and Andy, and the phones are lit up. So we're going to go with Juan first, then Michael. Juan in Litchfield Park, 2017 Audi Q7. How can we help you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. Uh, re- recently, um, I've noticed, because we got a subscription with a car wash service, you know, uh, the, pl- the plentiful that they are here in the Valley. Yeah. That uh, after the fact, maybe like a day or two after, our brakes are so loud. And some people, you know, family members will be like, hey, you got to get your brakes checked, so on and so forth. So, you know, after a couple times I went down there, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty mechanically inclined if I say so myself. Mm-hmm. And everything looks good. The, the rotors look great. No, no warping, no nothing. Plenty of meat on the pad. And my suspicion, and, and this is why I wanted to bounce it off you, do you think it's possible that, hey, you know, I'm coming in hot with my car. You know, it's got big wheels, 20-inch mm-hmm. wheels. Is is that clear coat spray stuff? Is it is it coating my rotors, and is that what's causing that noise yeah. at a lower speed? So, you know, I, I wanted to get your thoughts. That's a great question, and I don't, I really don't know the answer. You know, I, I some, you know, the cynical side of me, I have five cars on those car wash programs. You know, I, I just wonder, you know, you get the basic or you get the other one that's got their Carnuba and the, all the different uh, different stuff. I really wonder how effective that is just being sprayed out in foam. So, I, you know, I know on those two when you get the higher package, like I have a late model BMW and we, we take the car through there. And I, on that one, it's got the, like the, uh, well, on the wheel spray where it really tries to spray the wheels clean. 
you know, we hear complaints about people sometimes after it rains, the, the brakes squeak a little bit. So I'm going to suspect it's less to do with the coating or anything that might go on there, because quite honestly, I don't know that those coatings that we pay the extra for to see the green foam and stuff really <laughs> really do that much. I think it's a little theater of the mind, if you will. But um, sure, sure. I would think it would be more of the fact that we're hitting some pretty high-pressure water into the, into the wheels there. You know, that's interesting. I, I really don't know the answer to that. I might have to reach out to some people, um, you know, from the brake supplier in the brake industry and, and, and ask them. But I wouldn't suspect it's causing any problem. You'd probably drive it for a couple more days and then the pads re-bed in or something like that. Maybe a listener's got a tip. I, I don't know. It's interesting, though. But I, I honestly don't think it's causing any issues or problems. Um, you know, a, a squeak is a vibration. It's really all that is. It's it's the vibration ultimately makes a noise in a in a certain range. So we've had problems with Volkswagens and Audis and all. Sometimes the grease gets washed off the the slides, but you say it comes and then goes away. So I, I think it's going to be something definitely related to the the wheel cleaning. Um, Maybe uh-huh. maybe just for the heck of it, you downgrade your package to the basic wash where it doesn't blast the wheels to clean them. And just for the heck of it, see if that has any effect. I would be curious because I certainly don't know the, know the answer. So I appreciate the call, Juan, and maybe a, maybe a follow-up to, to that uh, sometime would be interesting. Let me know what you find, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some checking myself. So I, I appreciate the call. It's definitely an interesting thing. And anytime you have a brake squeak, it's annoying. You, know, you don't know is there a problem. Problem, or you pull up to the valet and you're like, oh my god, my car's squeaking. This is horrible at the restaurant or wherever you are. So, so I, I get it. And it's always doing your due diligence to have the brakes checked if there's a squeak. Um, and again, that's the same thing when you go in to have your brakes. Yeah, my brakes are squeaking. Not do my brakes. My brakes are squeaking. Can you check them out and let me know what's going on? Because you could have perfectly good life left on your brakes, and they're just squeaking. So now you've got to make the decision, is it worth the cost to avoid a little bit of squeak? And is that squeak really going to go away? You know, the German cars, a little bit different sometimes, can be challenging. So we're going to see if we can get Michael handled in a couple minutes here. Michael's got a, uh, Michael's in Mesa in 2024 F-150. Michael, how can we help you today? Or in, Ma- in Phoenix, hey, good morning, sorry. Yeah, good morning. How are we doing today? Pretty good. Hey, just a quick question. I know back in the day, my dad used to always say, you know, when you're going down the road on the freeway, do not turn on your AC. It'll burn up the pump or the clutch or whatever. Is that still, you know, do we still do go by that advice today with the newer vehicles? No, not at all. I've never even heard that. So, like he was saying, freeway speed or like coming down the hill from up north or what exactly? Well, just uh, you know, just going down the road, you know, he would suggest you know, slow down, stop the vehicle, and then turn on the air conditioner. Of course, these were you know, oh, I got gotcha. you, seventy-year-old vehicles, you know. Boom. Yeah. yeah, no, no, that's not something you really need to worry about. I think what he was talking about the engines at a higher RPM, you turn on the AC and that clutch just engages. Well, right, that's happening anyway. As you're driving down the road. The air conditioning is going to cycle. The compressor is going to turn on and turn off based on your temperature settings on the dash. And then it's going uh-huh. to use the thermostat there on a more modern vehicle. And then an older vehicle is going to have a pressure sensor. Pressure and temperature are related to each other. So once the temperature or the pressure gets down to a certain degree, it's going to engage the switch and turn the compressor off. So that compressor is going on and off all the time anyway. So you don't need to worry about it in any car as far as I'm concerned. And then even the oh, okay. Yeah, and then even the technology on newer cars, and I'm not sure if your F one fifty is like that, but the gentleman with that had the Audi uh Juan just a minute ago. Now on his Audi, his air conditioner is running all the time. That compressor is a variable displacement compressor, and it gets turned on and it stays on, period, when the air conditioner is on. And then depending on the command or the demand for cool air, the air conditioning compressor is electronically controlled, and that will change the displacement of the compressor. And when you change the displacement, it changes the volume, which makes, you know, it's just a pump, so it's going to pump more more refrigerant into into the system or through the system to get your cold air. So, yeah, just uh, don't don't worry about that, man. Stay cool when you're driving, and um, 
and go from there. Yeah, just just stay cool. Don't worry about your air conditioning. So I've got a quick test message. We're going to probably have to go back to a call. We're at that weird time where we got a minute or two, but yeah, heck with it. We're going to skip the text messages for now. But we're going to try and get Cindy. Cindy, I hope I can do you justice in two minutes. If not, we'll pick it up after the break. What can we help you with on your Lexus today? Yes, two hours into a drive recently, I had the alarm come on my dash that told me that my front camera system wasn't working, thus the crash assist would be unavailable. And so it kept beeping while I got to a rest stop. I turned the car off and checked everything. There was nothing blocking any view and got back in. Of course, it reset. It did, did not come on until I was another hour into the trip. It came back on, mm -hmm. and it has not come on because I've just been doing short trips when I've got home. Okay. So I don't know. Well, that that's interesting. I, I you know, to me, it seems like that because it takes time uh, on the highway. I would imagine that you know, I, like you did, get out and check it and see if if you know maybe you got bugs or <laughs> road debris or a big old grasshopper covered in a sensor or something like that. That would be the first thing that I would have done as well. I suspect that there's something related to the heat. You're going on the road for an hour or so. And maybe there's a problem with a module, has a bad solder connection or something like that, um, you know, in the computer system where the heat could have, have an effect on that. The fact that it doesn't do it around town tells me it's something that requires, you know, it's, it's going to be heat related. And when I say heat related, it may or may not be necessarily related to ambient temperature, just that system working. But when those lights come on, it should set a fault code in the system. Just because the light goes off, it's still going to be in there. It's going to be in the memory. So at least that gives the repair shop or gives us an opportunity to go in, take a look at that area if there's a code there. The fact that it's intermittent, you know, it's part of your testing process. We might take a heat gun and put it near that module, really superheat that area. We might take it out to the parking lot and let it sit for a while with the heat. You know, we might induce some heat into the car by turning on the heat and see if we can make it happen in 45 minutes or a half hour instead of two hours, and that would confirm us. So we got to take a quick break. We've got Andy, Marty on the line, and plenty of open phones at 602-277-5827. Hi, I'm Marcus with Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott with Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Together, we've teamed up to become the highest-rated mobile automotive detailers in Arizona. Our mobile fleets provide you with award-winning professional detailing services conveniently done right at your home or office. Interior, exterior, basic wash to full detailing. There's even engine detailing and ceramic services available. Yep, we do it all. Check us out at pitstopdetailing.com or showcasemobiledetailing.com today. Hi, this is Kurt Rock for Kurt's Auto Repair. For over three decades now, our family's passion has been forging lasting relationships by delivering the highest quality auto repair for our customers with a perfect Better Business Bureau record. And I'm Kathy Rock, Kurt's wife. When we say our family, we mean it. At Kurt's, you'll find our kids, relatives, and now even our grandkids are working on cars and taking care of our customers. Gas or diesel, foreign or domestic. If your car hurts, Take it to Kurtz. Bunker to Bunker's fourth annual Summer Throwback Golf Tournament at the Corin Crenshaw Design Talking Stick Golf Club is back on the stunning Peeposh South Course on Saturday, July 22nd. Benefiting the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Arizona, the popular two-person scramble is loaded with special prizes, awards, and breakfast. It even includes a coupon for a second round of golf, all for just $114. It's open to the public, but space is limited. So grab your partner and register today at BunkerGolf.com. Matt Allen here, the host of Bumper to Bumper Radio in your weekly call-in car show. We do our best to get you the answers you need and mostly hit the mark. Take a listen to Diane, who had a problem with her Porsche. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love, love, love your show, and I love the entertainment. So along with being the car guy, I'm now an entertainer. Get me an agent. Tune in to Bumper to Bumper Radio, Saturdays at 11, and give us a call right here on KTAR 92.3, Arizona's news station. Breaking news is always first. Always first. On Arizona's news station, KTAR News, now. Good morning and happy Saturday. KTAR News time is 11.30. I'm Naila Leon. Here's our top story. 
Electric vehicles are not doing well in Arizona this year. Out of 33 states surveyed, a report from the American Council for an Energy Efficient Economy ranks the state 26 for things like grid organization and incentives for purchasing electric vehicles. Jim Stack with Phoenix Electric Vehicle Organization says the biggest challenge is incentives that favor both consumers and the environment. And heating up barbecue this summer, the Melissa Luxton Trauma Nurse, Melissa Luxton with Trauma Nurse with the Banner University says grill injuries and thermal burn victims increase this time of year, especially from grilling. To keep yourself safe, make sure your grill is outside on a flat concrete surface and clean it before and after to avoid any leftover flammable material. Now let's take it over to the roads with Tom Keeble from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center to see what we have on our radar this morning. Yeah, Nilea, speaking of burn victims, a reminder here of a road closure, US 60 in both directions from milepost 256 to milepost 311. That's basically from Globe to Sholo, and that's for the Flying V fire that firefighters are still working to put out over there in the eastern part of the state. We also have some new crashes, eastbound Loop 202 near Arizona Avenue, and westbound Interstate 10 near Broadway Road. The right lane is blocked, so stay left if you're trying to get through westbound near the Broadway Curve. In Peoria, we have a crash, Lake Pleasant Parkway, just north of Happy Valley Road, and then in Scottsdale Hayden Road at McDonald Drive, there's a crash. For traffic, Tom Keeble, KTAR News. Right now, it's 104 in Surprise, weather brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Nailea Leon on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. This month's KTAR Community Impact Spotlight focuses on your Valley Hyundai dealers and their support for Phoenix Children's. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is coming up in August, and this year marks 14 years of Valley Hyundai dealers' participation. In addition to giving from Hyundai USA, every individual Hyundai dealership in the Valley collects money for Giveathon to add their support. Over their 14-year association with Giveathon, your Valley Hyundai dealers have donated over $823,000 to Phoenix Children's, and they forecast their largest gift ever for 2023. KTAR News is proud to shine the Community Impact Spotlight on your Valley Hyundai dealers and their tremendous giving to Phoenix Children's. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We're in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. And yes, that's champsfamilyautomotive.com. If your garage has become a breeding ground for bugs and pests, it's time to call A1 Garage Door Service. Hi, Tommy Mello here. Replacing the bottom rubber on your garage door can have a huge impact on the number of bugs you see in your garage and in your home. As the weather starts to warm up, keep those creepy crawlers outside by calling A1 Garage Door Service today. Cracked or worn out bottom rubbers and seals expose your garage door to bugs and other pests. A1 Garage Door Service can replace old bottom rubber and seals in no time. And don't forget about all the moving parts of a garage door system. Wheels get old, cables fray, grease runs out, and tracks move, putting excessive wear and tear on your garage door system. Call today for our $129.99 tune-up special that includes a new bottom rubber. And remember, the garage door is the smile of your home. So don't wait. Call A1 Garage Door Service and you'll be smiling today. favorite show, Bumper to Bumper. All right, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday. And just a reminder, we're here on Saturdays for an hour, but BumperToBumperRadio.com is there 24 hours a day, 
seven days a week to help you with anything you need. You can go there and find a shop if you're looking for a shop. You can go listen to old shows that we've had. We've got 11 years, 12 years worth posted up on the website. You can search for those by topic if there's something that you, you want to find and try and learn about or hear something about. Um, or better yet, if you're having a problem Monday through Friday, or you can call one of the shops on the bumper to bumper list. And some of those shops, you're going to find Tanner. Ooh, there's my phone beeping at me. Better shut that off. <laughs> you're going to find Tanner Motors. And if you've been in Phoenix a long time, like Tanner Motors, 1945, I believe they were Tanner family was the Volvo dealership in Phoenix. Well, a long time ago, several years ago. They got out of the dealership business and continued the tradition of servicing uh, import cars. So if you're in that North Phoenix area, they're over on Cave Creek Road, Peoria area. A great place to get your import car service. Definitely Volvo, Manny BMW, all the other nameplates as well. And that's Tanner Motors. You'll find them at BumperToBumperRadio.com. So got a couple open lines. Got lots of open lines. We've got Marty in Wickenburg. We've got Andy with a Volkswagen Passat in Mesa. We've got, looks like Mark calling in right now and plenty of other open lines at 602 277 5827. I uh, got only one text message. What's wrong, guys? 411923. I'm going to knock out this text message and we're going to get to uh, to Andy. Um, person looking for a convertible top under 1970 Cutlass Supreme. The only convertible shop that I know of is called the Top Shop, about 15th Street in Indian School, south side of the road. They do a lot of the German stuff, and that's how I know they're from Audis and Volkswagens and stuff. They do interior. They do convertible tops. I think they've got about a three-month wait right now. So good news is they can do it, I'm sure. you got to get in line. But it's summertime. You're probably going to have to top down anyway if you're brave enough to drive that car in this heat. So the Top Shop's a good resource for you. We're going to go real quick with Andy and Mesa. Andy's got a 2014 Passat diesel, TDI. How can we help you with a diesel gate car, Andy? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? right? So uh I'm having air conditioning problems. Uh started when, obviously, he rolled in. In the morning, car- cars in the garage, uh, turn it on, perfect AC, drive all the way downtown, Phoenix from Chandler. 35 miles, it's absolutely perfect. Car sits in the sun. Seven, eight hours later, I turn it on. Zero air conditioning whatsoever. The only time I get any resemblance of cold air is when the car is idling at like a stop sign or a stoplight. Mm-hmm. So once I head on the 17 all the way down to the 202, get off at Val Vista, I get zero heat or zero air conditioning, only heat. Okay. So idle at the stop. Real, real quick, let me stop you for a second. You have zero air conditioning. Does that mean you have – so you have air flow. You have air blowing out. It's uh, just not yes. cold. Okay, so good. Because there's always – you know, we got to move air first. got to make it blow. We have to make it blow. Then we have the ability to make it cold. So it's blowing heat. And, and I'm assuming it's probably blowing um, – Ambient temperature, not heated air. Would that be safe to say? Uh, that's correct. More ambient. You are More correct. Ambient. Yeah. Okay. Well, so once I get to that stoplight and idle again, then it's back to the cold, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. So I took it to uh, a local shop that's not on your recommended list. Sure. That's and fine. they said your compressor's bad. It has a leak on it, so we need to get you a new compressor. I said, all right, I guess that kind of makes sense. The car's old. Mm-hmm. And... I get the car, I pick it up, and drive it to three miles to my house. It's all ambient temperature air again. So I said, you know what, it was 115 degrees. Maybe that just had something to do with it. So I, did, I, I waited again, put it in the garage, drove it back downtown Phoenix. In the morning, it was extremely cold, exactly as I expected. Seven, eight hours later, get back in the car. I have no cold air. It's all ambient again, except when I'm at. Uh, idle temperatures and wow. ironically they just called me again because i took it back to them the following day i said this isn't acceptable that you said it was repaired you said it was blowing 40 degrees i can't get anything mm-hmm. so i'm looking some assistance because they already just um you know you know swipe my southwest credit card and I'm like okay i'm great let's go for another how many miles and it didn't work yeah. and I, I i'm looking for some help Definitely frustrating. So have you taken it back to them to give them an opportunity to figure out what's wrong? Correct. I gave it to them yesterday. They actually just called me while I was on hold waiting to speak to you guys if there was some sort of an update. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't listened to it. I haven't called them back. I'm going to lose my place in line here. Sure. Um, but I'm wondering if there could be 
something else that it wasn't the compressor. I tried to cycle on and off. I changed all of the temperatures from low to high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the recirculator, see if maybe that tricked the fan or some sort of a, I don't know whatever is behind a control panel that obviously changes how uh, the blow of the air comes. Um, but I, I, I get nothing. But when I, you know, use the you know wonderful Google machine, I only get the opposite, that at idle, it should be more or less blowing yeah. sort of a hot air. Yeah, so I just, it, it, I'm looking for answers, and it, yeah, I'm frustrated. Yeah, you blew my theory out of the water, because before you told me they replaced the compressor, I was going to say that's the classic symptom of a car that's low on charge. I thought you were going to tell me someone just shot some Freon in it, and it was okay, and then it got worse again. The fact that they replaced the compressor, it tells me they misdiagnosed. If it's doing exactly the same thing it's doing, it's where you got to have some grace with them. I know that probably wasn't mm-hmm. an inexpensive repair, but you know the conversation's... You know, gotta unfortunately go something. You know, let them tell you what they found, and then you gotta just have the nice conversation. Say, you know, Mister Repair Shop. You know, I spent fifteen hundred dollars yesterday or the other day, and it did absolutely nothing for my car. So we got to figure out how to unwind that part of the deal. But first, I guess I would let them tell you what they found. You know, one thing that's interesting, and some shops are guilty of this, and it drives me crazy. They're going to service the air conditioner. He probably had it blowing 40 degrees sitting in the shop. I'm not saying they didn't, but did they even test drive the car? So No, another, I, that, I looked at the miles. Exactly. That, I was going to say, that drives me up the freaking wall. I've taken cars to, the, to dealers or for customers and been to eat them intermediary, or even my technicians once in a while, but I cured this problem years ago. Oh, I can't get it to do it. You drove the car a freaking mile. Okay, in your case, they didn't even drive it. In your symptoms, specific. This I'm getting pissed now. <laughs> your symptoms. Oh, I am too. I mean, you, you nailed it on how much I spent. And it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, your symptoms specifically said the conditions in which the the thing had to happen, and they didn't even drive it to duplicate the symptoms. So again, you still got to give them a chance to fix it. You're gonna want to know exactly what they did to correct it this time. Get them to write it down. And then you're going to have to have the conversation of, hey, dude, this didn't fix the problem. we got to unwind this, you know, because it's not right. Now, what the problem is, I don't know. Um, the fact that they put the compressor on there, somebody needs to get in there and do some diagnosis. They need to, you know, it's hard to drive a car with pressure gauges on it, but something's happening. The compressor's cutting out. Uh, there's a control. It could be a pressure switch. But for whatever reason, that compressor's shutting off too high of pressure, too low of pressure, but they ought to be able to monitor if they've got the right equipment and the car allows for it. Using the PIDs or the data, we can go in and look mm-hmm. at what the air conditioning pressure is on the computer and look and see it's a compressor commanded on, but it's not on. I'm not sure on your car if yours has the variable displacement compressor or not, but someone yeah, needs I heard to, you talking about that earlier. Yeah, someone needs to get in there and figure it out. I'd give the guy some grace, but don't let him off the hook right away either. You don't, you know, okay. you want to be nice, uh, document. And I like what you did about the mileage. That's something that everybody should be doing. When you take your car in, it drives me nuts when the in and out mileage are the same. It tells me they didn't test drive the car at all. And, and, uh, and the second thing, real quick before we take a break, Get a receipt. I don't care if they didn't do any work to the car. They said, I oh, know, don't don't worry about it. It's no charge. No, no, no. We're going to memorialize this visit. You're going to write it down. You're going to tell me what you did. And I don't care if it's no charge. I want documentation. Carrie, real quick. And let us know what you, what you discover what next week. When yeah. You, yeah, Andy, for the call back. I'll do a follow-up, absolutely. Yes. But I did want to ask, do you have any shops near kind of the Chandler Heights and Val Vista area that uh, – you know, all-encompassing, not just air conditioning, but oil changes, all that good stuff. I'm, I'm not near, really, uh, the ability to get um, the Internet going. I can look after on your, your website. But sure. Um, Chandler, you I, don't, your head? I don't know that area real well. Chan- Valvis is pretty far out, so that's going to be more like the Gilbert-ish. Um, uh, yeah, Gilbert Chandler border. Yeah, I mean, definitely H&I Automotive. If if they're in your neighborhood, that'd be my one of my first ones. Um, and after that, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a Central Phoenix guy. I don't know. No, you're uh, fine. It, 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 it's fine. If I have to drive for quality car care, I'm going to do it. Um, you know, our cars are lasting forever as best we can. Yeah, and I'm going to give myself a shameless plug here. You did say something about driving downtown. Both of my shops are downtown. Now, I want you to go to these guys and get your problems solved. Sound like you had it done near your work. Um, and I'm in downtown. So most of our customers in my downtown Virginia Auto Service, they come to downtown because they live far away, and then they drive home. So when it's all settled in and you get that thing figured out, 
Let us know what happened. And if it makes sense to use this, great. I think everybody should have two shops potentially. you got to have one that you have as a backup in your normal place. So it's not a bad idea to have one near your house and near, near your work. Got to take a quick break. We're going to get to these phones. Oh, gosh, Marty, Richard, David, a lot of them. We're going to blow through them. We'll be right back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurt's Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurt's, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at mycarhurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurtz. Hi, this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of H&I Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally, as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. Relationships matter. People do business with people they know and trust. In these crazy times, it's even more important that you can count on folks you know and can depend on to do your automotive repair maintenance the right way. Someone who has a proven track record and stands behind their work. People that will work with you to make sure your vehicles are going to remain on the road safely and efficiently for you and your family or business. No mysteries, just honest professional care. We're Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends since 1994. Check us out at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com. Bumper to Bumper Radio. We're going to wrap this baby up here in a little bit less than 10 minutes. We've got a handful of calls going. I better check some text messages. I didn't do that at the at the break here, but uh, welcome back. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTR car guy. Let me get some calls. I'm going to read this text message real quick. Coming in hot and live and raw. We have a 2010 Lincoln MKZ with 230,000 miles. Oh, my gosh. P0735 pops up. The car's in limp mode. It won't go more than 40 miles an hour. I don't know what that code is. I'll have to look that up and get back to you. So we're going to get back to those phones, I guess. Um, I don't think we ever got to Marty and Wickenburg. We sure didn't. So Marty and Wickenburg, 2001 Dodge truck, 2500, probably a diesel, not my strongest point, but we'll sure as heck give it a try. What's up, Marty? Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. You're welcome. Um, yeah, the the theme of the day is air conditioner, and that's what I've got a problem with. <laughs> um, mine's just not blowing forcefully. Mm-hmm. And my, my the, the fan switch will, uh, you know, is operable. But when I have it on high, I've got air blowing that's a little less than what you would have on normal medium heat or mm-hmm. a medium uh, air. It's the... Um, it's not called a diverter, but that the the door problem that they've got on that. Yeah, the, the mode door or the blend Yeah, doors. that uh-huh. is intact and operational, so that's not a problem. Hmm. But in, in days where it's like 110, the cold air barely makes it past the steering wheel. It just doesn't have enough so force. Not no oomph behind it. Yeah, no no oomph. It's just not blowing. Does does yeah, the, it's just not blowing, and, and I've taken it in. Um, the guy that works on my pickup, the mechanic, says that he ran a camera through the ductwork. He just stole and my glory. In- I was just going to ask about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everything's intact and operational. Now, 
Okay, so um, I'll back that up a little bit. You said down the ductworks. That kind of makes me wonder if you didn't feed the camera down inside, starting where it comes out of the dash. You know, if you've got low airflow, one of the things I was going to ask, does the motor, and you may not know any different, you just don't know what you don't know, does the motor sound like it's laboring? Like, is it pushing really hard? Like, it's got a restriction. I would not expect, well, I would not expect to see a restriction, actually, in the vents. I'm going to say that, you know, we have a, some cars come in sometimes and people, oh, my gosh, it doesn't blow cold air. The cabin air filter is completely plugged, but your car doesn't have a cabin air filter. So right. what I would like to see him do, and you could potentially do this yourself, depending on how mechanically inclined you are, is remove the blower motor itself and look up into the air box and see if your or the evaporator the, the evaporator could very well be plugged up with debris from just inside the cab because remember that that is sucking air off the floor so what's on the floor the dog hair the the microfibers from the carpet little pieces of grass and debris and dirt that you know come in off the passenger's feet well, that fan's got enough suction to suck that up i used to have tow trucks chevrolet diesel gmc tow trucks and we had a similar issue those evaporators they did not have cabin air filters on them and they would just plug up solid so i'd like to see somebody remove the resistor or the blower motor and try and get eyeballs on or get the borescope in there and make sure that they're looking from that direction not the direction from down inside the vents going backwards uh, the other thing that could be where I was leaning towards is those do have a lot of problems with the air boxes breaking and the hinge doesn't hinge very well and, or doesn't operate. So then what happens? The door doesn't close all the way. So one thing you might check is go see if you have cold air. You might be getting a tiny bit out the dash, but stick your hand down on the floor or up at the defrost. If you're getting a little bit of cold air right there, I'm going to still go start leaning towards a blend door issue or the the door that decides where um and the mode door not necessarily the blend door i'm sorry blend doors for temperature mode is for where the air comes out if my evaporator is not plugged up that's what i'm putting my money on so um great call marty again another one i'd love to have a follow-up on so we're going to go with mark and gilbert 20 2004 chevy silverado mark what's going on with the silverado today all right, so uh, 234,000 miles, runs great uh, until yesterday. Got in to start it, wouldn't start. Uh, tried to jump it, wouldn't start. I've got all the lights coming on inside, radio works, everything's good. Um, took the battery out this morning, went down, had it tested. It's an Optima battery. Mm-hmm. They said the battery's fine, but it's at 50% of its capacity. Took it home. I have an AGM setting on my charger, put it on that, charged it up to 100%, um, and put it in the truck. Still won't start. It won't turn over. doesn't even act like it's one of the starts. So just curious where to start diagnosing from here. Well, a couple things. So I was originally going to say double-check. I think 2004. Yeah, that's got side post battery connections. Um, Correct. Is it a dual battery, or are there any dual cables well, on that connection? It's a six liter. Okay, good. Okay. So we see a lot of problems, or we have in the past. What I'd like you to do is when those two cables match together, the positive and the negative, make sure that they have a good connection between them, not just on the battery side, but also on the bolt side. You can typically pry those or take those apart, and there should be between the positive two positive cables, there's a lead plug or like a, a lug in the middle. Make sure those have a good connection. And sometimes you can just okay. loosen the battery cable just a little bit and kind of grind those, um, you know, I'm flexing my hands. If you can see my hands, just move them against each other like you're bending a paperclip, so to say. And that kind of digs them in because they've got little little tits, if you will, that stick out or, or dimples, and that might grind in a little bit. So that's the first thing I would do. Second thing, okay. depending on how mechanically inclined you are, You've got to get down to the starter. We've got to make sure we've got voltage yep. there. So let's assume we've got that. Well, the ignition switch through the body control module or however that works, I'd have to look it up. It's going to sit, you know, there's a purple wire, I think, in the GM that gets its signal from the ignition switch. You want to take a test okay. light and make sure when you, or voltmeter, when you turn the key to start, that single small wire should excite the starter and make it start. If that light or the test light lights up when you cycle the key, and you've got good power at the battery from, I mean, at the starter from the battery cable, chances are at the starter. 
the old tow truck okay. trick. Any technicians out there listening won't like the old redneck way of, of testing, which is, you know, don't go down there and beat the holy heck out of it. But, you know, if you've got somebody in the car that can hold the key in the start position, just give the starter a light yeah. tap with a small ball peen hammer or something like that. If that sucker cranks right I, up, it's about it. Got I've a bad gotten this situation many times like that in the past. Yeah, so give that a shot. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. You know, a wiring diagram. If if you've got power, great. It's probably the starter. If you don't have power, then it's a whole nother whole nother question. You have to look at the wiring diagram and see that where the power's coming, where it's going, and and, and uh, to figure that out. It's like like the roadmap. So thanks for the call, Mike. Let's see. We're going to squeeze in, I guess, one more here. Richard and Casa Grand's the winner. And Ruben and Chris, I'll probably grab you after we go off the air if we don't have time. And uh, let's see here. Richard, Casa Grand, 1998 Toilet Tundra. How can we help you? Um, well, actually, the first question is, um, I roasted the front brakes. <laughs> and when I replaced the brakes, I bought parts. And the guy told me that 75% of the braking is done on the uh, the front axle. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, that's a safe can number. I change, can I change that? No, not really. Well, why would you want to? Are you just over, overheating the front brakes? Yeah. Um, I always thought that you know, braking was 50-50 on both axles. Because um, usually I have, like, a stock trailer mm-hmm. on the, the truck. Mm-hmm. So I want uniform braking on both axles. So yeah, I was kind of surprised when the guy told me that 75% was done on the front axle. And I'm like... Yeah, I don't know if 75% is there necessarily an accurate number, but that's where the weight is. I mean, if you get into a situation you've got more brake going to the rear... If the rear wheels lock up, that car is going to spin. I, I don't know if you ever watch racing. Um, I'm into sports car racing. Used to be a crew member for Porsche. They call call it brake bias. If you ever listen to any car race or watch it, they're going to talk about adjusting the brake bias. You got you can adjust them in a race car. They call it a proportioning valve on some cars, but these are predetermined, set by the manufacturer. It's the safest way that the car is set up for. They're, and that short answer is no, you can't fix it, change it. You could technically, but I wouldn't do that. I'd be looking for different solutions. Maybe your stock trailer is a little bit heavy for the truck. I'd be making sure your stock trailer has good brakes on it, and that's working, not causing the brakes. I think you've got rear disc brakes on that car. You need to make sure those are though everything's working fine. You know, I've got a Tundra. It wears the brakes out. I get a little vibration occasionally, too. So we got to wrap it up. We're done. We're out of time. Thanks, Richard, Ruben, and Chris. I'll grab you real quick. Everybody else, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.